0: And now, the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast proudly presents First View Friday. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of First View Friday, number 9. This is a February... Uh, First view for the month, Um, February pay-per-view, first view of the month, so I decided to go with Super Bowl two from 30 years ago, folks, that is a long time. (laughs) Uh, Super Bowl 92, did I say Super Bowl 92? I meant Super Bowl 92, it's Super Bowls. It's Super Bowl season. That's a tongue twister. Anyway, um, decided to go with this one because I was going to do Super Bowl 1. But apparently that was from May of 91. So, uh, Super Bowl 92, which was the second ever Super Bowl. And a uh, little general info here. It was took place on February 29th on Leap Day. 1992. Uh, live from the Mecca in Wisconsin. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And estimated attendance was around 5,000. And the commentators were J.R. and Jesse Ventura. I have not seen this pay-per-view. I didn't see most Super Bowls until like the Attitude Era. Like I said before. So I've never seen this one. Um... Very much looking forward to the opening bout, which is Jushin Thunder Leiter against Brian Pillman. So that you know, that 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 match is always been one of my favorites of Brian's anytime he fought Lider. I really want, and I think it happened, but I really wanted to see that Jushin Thunderlider against Brian Pillman Jr. I think it finally happened in like a Tad match or something before. Lydra retired, but I really wanted to see that live on TV or something. I wish AEW would have gotten Lydra for just one appearance and just had made that happen, because that would have been amazing. Nevertheless, um, yeah. So, you know the drill. I watched the whole show, then come back, give you a recap and my thoughts and ratings on each match. This was also the one that features uh U.S. title match between the the and, and Steamboat, as well as, um, who, as well as, Sting and, uh, Luder. yes, the world title match, Sting versus Luter. so, with Luder as a champ, so we shall see what happens for Super Bowl 92. AKA Super Bowl 2 right now all right well what a show this was um, I gotta say a lot of um, a lot of what felt like long matches which is good because I, I like the long matches and then some midst uh, short matches in between. But, uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a good, like the first half of the show, aside from the first match, it felt like it started off a little slow and a little, you know, and then it picked up towards the second half with like lawn matches and all that stuff. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, I really did. It was a great, uh, pay-per-view and a lot of great wrestling action and, uh, a couple, uh. Interesting pairings, if I do say so myself. Uh, tad team-wise, we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, but yeah, very, very good show overall, I think. And um, uh, great main event as well. So, let's get started with the opening bout. The opening bouts featured Flying Brian against Jushin Thunder lighter And it was the uh, lighters was defending his light heavyweight championship and against Pillman. And uh, you know, I remember watching these two on the very first Nitro and they um, they really, they really opened the show, you know, it was, it was an, it was an amazing match to see. So, uh, and, and that was, that was three years after this match. So they still got it, you know what I mean? But, um, and this was like pre loose Cannon flying by, you know. Um, but what a, what a, what a, what a, what a contest. I'll tell you what. High flying, as you would expect, high flying action, but then also, one, um, they tried to keep each other, you know, grounded. They, You know, because I know each one of them knew that the, the other is a high flyer, so They tried to keep him grounded, um, and Pillman did a good job with this, especially, um, which overall, in the end, made him win, but there was a cool spot, a match, a couple cool spots, high spots, one where uh, Leiter went up, did a front flip off the top onto the outside onto Pillman, and then, uh, as the replay showed, um, another... High Spa was uh, high cross body from uh, Pillman onto lighter on the outside. And then uh, the ending came when uh, Lyder went for the diving headbutt, but uh, Pillman moved out of the way and then he uh, with his legs he uh, like turned him over. I, I don't know with a with a cradle pin, and what uh, and became new light heavyweight champion. So and the crowd went nuts. So very good match. A uh, lot of interesting, uh, a <laughs> lot of interesting pins too in this in this. I gotta say, I mean a lot of. It just I don't know. It was very weird, but in a sense, but uh, uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, great match to start off with, I gave it a uh, four four out of five because love the uh, athleticism between Pillman and uh, and Leiter and the high fly, and that's how you start off a show between them is uh, is like that. So, very good show, very good showing. I'm um, next. You had the tailor made man, aka Terry Taylor, facing uh, young Marcus and Alexander Badwell, rookie in his rookie years against the veteran of uh, Terry Taylor there or TaylorMade tailor made man rather. Um, this one. Pretty quick match. Not in two, it's not too special. And uh Marcus won with a sunset flip for the win, which Terry thought was only a two, but it was a three. It was very quick and easy and um David a three. Cat is Jack versus Ron Simmons was our third match of the night, and these two beat the hell out of each other. Um, anytime, you know, Jack is, obviously, you know, Cat is Jack, you know, Mick Foley's in the ring, you know, he's going to be doing that type of, uh, brawler style. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was, um, these two beat the hell out of each other for sure. You had, at one point in the match, they go outside Jack's no, Ron smashes, uh, no, Jet yeah, hold on, Ron smashed Jack's head into the guardrail. And then later in the match, Jack smashed Vaughn's head into the guardrail. But then also, Vaughn did a spine buster, and you know how Von Simmons spine busters are. He did a spine buster on to Texas Jack on the ramp, you know that long ramp that is attached. I always love that. By the way, I always love those kind of entrances too. I'm glad. I'm glad AEW has that classic uh, ramp attached to the um, stage, the ring sort of thing, like the stage attached to the ring. I, I really, I really enjoy that setup. I don't know why I've always did. I just, I, it's really. You know, classic and old school, and I I, I love it. Um, in the end, uh, Simmons counted. Uh, Jack went to climb and dive off the turnbuckle, but Simmons counted it with a uh, power slam for the one two three. And then after the match, Abdul butcher came down and attacked Simmons, which brought out randomly, who was in the crowd, in his bit ass <laughs> loud, you know, white white touch or whatever, uh, Junkyard Dog, who was just chilling in the crowd, in a touch, <laughs> and he came out, and he head-butted security, <laughs> he head-butted security. and Don Jellinger tried to get in his way, but, you know, he bats him off, and then he just got in the ring, and he helped out uh, Simmons, Tat uh Jack and uh Abdullah with headbutts and that and is is interesting um I did a match of 3 as well Like I said like the first first half of the show was uh, with the exception of that first match was um was pretty uh you know it was slow it was it was it was it was, uh, it wasn't that exciting. I mean, it was, but it, it was, I don't know, it, it was, it was, it was all right. It wasn't just, you know, as exciting as the second half was, which was starting to get off. Oh, no, no, no. Before that, before we get to that, uh, Vinny Vegas, and here's the random, this is the, this is the most random teams right here. You had the team of Vinny Vegas and Richard, Ricky Morton. Tejan, uh, uh, <laughs> uh whatchamacall, uh, Heavy Metal Van Hammer, and Tom Zayn the Z-Man. So, this was very, uh, interesting. And not that much, I, Vin, Vinny and Morton for the most part, you know, they attacked Van Hammer and always, you know, they, they had most of the control throughout the match. And then it wasn't until, um, Van Hammer finally got to pin the, the tag on Tom Zink that uh, Morton got pinned. With, a sun- with a, again, with another sunset flip, um... For the win after Morton was hitting to the turnbuckle, so very quick. Like, I, it's like you had the control for most of the match, and then you just lose to a sunset flip after hitting to the turnbuckle. I don't know. It, it was very weird to me. I yeah. and I mean, yeah, I was the first guy, but you know, Morton and. Uh, Vinny seemed pretty fresh, too, because they kept doing quick tags and, you know, great teamwork shown by them. And it was just, it was just weird. I did that match as three as well. Um, three out of five. And then we had a grudge match between Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes against the Dangerous Alliance. Steve Austin and Larry Zabisco with the lovely Medusa. Um, and case it point again. You know, uh, being double teamed by Austin and Zabisto for most of the match. um, You had uh, Wyndham beat Zabisto with a diving lariat for the win. Like, he gets beat for the most of the match, but then all of a sudden. He does like, a lariat, and, uh, oh, you know, he just pinned Zabisto. If they were most in control of the match, why uh, <laughs> why would they be out by a diving? I mean, I guess diving lariat is, you know. But, um, by the way, Zabisto and, I don't know if you mentioned this, but Zabisto and Steve Austin were accompanied by the beautiful Medusa who was uh, one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. You know, Medusa, Alonja Blaze. She looked uh, very nice. Um, so, decided to get that in there because that's my girl. All right, and then... Then, you had the team of Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton defend the World Tag team Champions Championship against the Steiner Brothers. And boy, this was a wild match too. The crowd was going crazy. Everyone was going crazy. Um But in the end, it was uh great right back and forth action. And then and in the end, uh Arn took some powder and he blinded Rich Steiner, which inadvertently caused him to uh to 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 suplex or that not suplex, but uh what the hell is it called? Um actually no, yeah, it was that it was uh a, a belly to belly suplex. That's the one I'm looking for. And to uh, the referee which um which tar- which allowed start standards his brother started it tad in and then hit a Franklin Steiner to Bobby Eaton for the win. But the ref, the other referees came down, you know, and considered it a uh, disqualification by the Steiners because, you know, inadvertently or not, um, accidentally, uh, the, the uh, rich shouldn't have suplexed the referee, so he was disqualified as a result, and the and the uh, the championships went back to Anderson and Eaton. But you should have heard the pop when Steiner's won, man! It was it was it was deafening. It was loud and it was incredible. But uh, they didn't like it when they had to return him, um, and Anderson and Eaton retained. And then the last match, the second to last match, well, I mean, yeah, second to last match, um, Rick Rude defended the United States Championship against Richie Steamboat, and Polly Dangerously was supposedly banned from inside. so, um... (laughs) <laughs> another great lawn match oh by the way uh, wait did I have I hold on the I don't think I've been doing my reins the Wyndham and Rhodes against and, Dangerous Alliance was a 3.5 Anderson and um Eaton against the Stiers was a 4 and so was this U.S. title match be- between Rude and Steamboat. Um, great wrestling action, back and forth. Uh, dragon almost had it until uh, the ninja that accompanied Richie Dragon, and Steamboat's ringside nails the dragon with uh, a phone, which we all know who carries a phone on them back in the day. It was, de- it was clearly poly Dangerously under the disguise of the ninja, uh, which allowed Rude to then pin him to retain the title. But Rude was very much, he had heat in this, uh, pay per view man jumping in there. He was trying to talk on the, you know, do his opening spiel like he does and the, Crowd was was just deafening. They wouldn't let him talk. It was very, uh, very interesting. Like you could barely hear him on the mic uh, say his opening spiel. You know, with the what I like to have right like now, for all you fat, <laughs> out of shape, Milwaukee meatheads, you know, to uh, and the couch potatoes at home to just keep the noise down while I take off my robe and show you what a real man looks like. But they just booed the shit out of him. So, And then it was the main event. Um, main event time. Let's Luda defending the World Heavyweight Championship against uh, Sting, his former best friend. Near the end of the match, Stain attempted... To, uh, uh, this was another great back and forth match. And Sting, uh, tried for a diving crossbody to looter but he fell outside. And where, and looters manager, Holly Race, tried to interfere, but Sting attacked him. Uh, and then, uh, In the end, sorry, I had to go back in. uh, I didn't write it down in my notes. I had to go back and see what, yeah, he won with a uh, a diving crossbody. So basically, I don't think there was anyone that used the actual finishers to win a match in this entire show. Okay, no, that's not true. Well, Steiner used his... Uh, he did a Frankensteiner, but he got disqualified because of the suplex thing. But other than that, it was all like diving cross bodies or lariats or pins or sunset flips. Or... It was very weird. Still a great hell of a match between the two. Um, and this would be actually Luther's exit from WCW before leaving for... The, uh, the WBF and then uh, eventually the WWF um, as the Narcissist. So we would see Luder back in WCW till 95 when he... Again, back to the first episode of Nitro when we returned on the first episode of Nitro. Um, overall, like I said, great show. This was another four, by the way. So... Overall, I gave uh, I gave this show a four. It was still a lot of a uh, lot of controversial finishes, but at the same time, a lot of great wrestling action, and uh, I'm glad to have uh, witnessed it. So, can't wait for the next one which will be next year. But until then, this has been Jeff Benalia with First View Friday for February, the bonus episode brought to you by the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. If you guys have not yet listened to last week's Ultimate Royal Rumble, do yourselves a favor and go ahead and listen to it. It was a fun episode. I really, I booked an entire royal rumble match with the winners of all previous royal rumbles except for the greatest royal rumble um i had about nine pages of notes to read off from it was uh it was exciting and there was a couple botches in it but it was (laughs) still pretty entertaining uh definitely entertaining than the actual royal rumble itself but that's that's for the podcast i digress and more on that next week. Until next time, next time uh keep spreading the happiness and John Leva, take this out. Fans don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Happy FanPod, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. And be sure to subscribe and listen to us on various platforms that can all be found on the Anchor app. Until next time, I'm Jeff Menalia, John Oliva, check us out!